just a little public service announcement before the latest episode of Dies in Your House. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and do not represent that of my employer. New York this, New York that. Yo, is Staten Island even really part of New York? A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. You Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. These Staten Island boys are no joke. They still look the same. Staten Island. Oh, son. This ain't Staten Island. It's Island. Hey yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back here on Spotify, here on Apple Podcasts, here on SoundCloud every weekend for free with a brand new action packed episode of Dies in Your House. But If you want the opportunity to get that podcast premiumly, a day early, get yourself some personalized artwork from yours truly, and get yourself access to bonus content such as the Zoomcast, well then, you head yourself over to patreon.com slash jporks, and you sign up to be one of the premium Patreon subscribers and support the show. There have been times where the support of people on Patreon has gotten me through rough and tough times. It's actually been a lot lot more of that than I expected, and I appreciate the people that subscribe. For instance, my shoulder feels pretty good right now, and that's because one of my patrons, one of my premium subscribers, like, was awesome, and for Christmas, sent me a massage gun. So for those that don't know, that's like one of those little and like you, you, you put it on things. It's got a million different pieces to like different settings. on. So like, it's good. And this year I want to do a lot more of, of, let's call it bigging up my team. So like anybody that's on my side, I am on your side. As long as you're not a Nazi and a fascist. And as long as you're not Republican. <laughs> So what goes on, peeps? You're probably wondering, like, yo, Jay, I know you, like, in real life. What what are we doing here? What 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 is this? What what am I supposed to? T- what's the takeaway here of listening to this? Well, you know, I've had a podcast since 2013. You know, we've had you know different topics, different themes. It's been about different things, but right now, ever since you know, circa 2016, we had to focus on listen. This democracy thing is kind of important. And the way democracy works is our voices are heard. 
and our voices are heard when we vote. And when we vote, we win. Because in reality, there are more people in this country who are for things that are progressive than are for things that are conservative. And that is just a fact of life. There is no conservative politician with a fresh idea that helps all of the American people. There is not, that doesn't exist. There's attempts to have unfair elections result in people storming the Capitol building and crying like babies after a legitimate election where Joe Biden received more votes than anybody in the history of presidential elections. That's how important it was. And we're going to talk about the January 6th investigation, as we always do. We talk about it, like, every other week, probably. And that's because it's important. But I just want to let you guys know, like, you're here with me. And I thank you for that. But you're probably asking yourself, Jay, what is this? All right, you told me what the podcast is. But what am I supposed to do? Well, basically, I live in North Texas, which is also known as Staten Island. The home of Wu-Tang, Pete Davidson, and you know what? We're claiming Kim K now. Kim K, Staten Island. Rugged lands, baby. Anyway, so I live on Staten Island, the red dot in New York City, full of a sea of red hats, a sea of uneducated, unvaxxed, unintellectual, unintelligent, unsmart. For the better part, unattractive, you know, people. And, like, I get on an express bus coming home from Manhattan, and people don't have their mask on, like, we're not two years into this. Like, all of the, this is all Staten, that's a Staten Island thing. If you see somebody being adhorently, like, an asshole, like, you see on the news, people in middle America getting thrown out of restaurants and stuff and not wearing their mask, like, that's Staten Island, too. Staten Island is middle America. This place is garbage. So, I do understand that there are some people who may tune into this podcast and hear a bunch of things and say, Jay, I I know that already. And for that, I thank you for being part of the people that know things. And that makes me happier. But, you know, I also, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of stupidity around me. And I record this podcast... The computer is right by my my window. So, like, every time I turn my head to the left, outside is there. And I'm like, oh, they're out there. The fascists. And if you're sitting there wondering to yourself, hey, Jay, why should I fight fascism, like you're saying? Because that's really what this is. Fascism is is not an American value. That's like something Hitler majored in. But... I'll go to the internet to get you the definition. Hey, Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and the economy that rose to prominence in early 20th century Europe. In fact, we're not... That's not democracy. That's not at all even close to how democracy works. We're here to have our voices heard because 
that's the way this country is. That's the freedom we have. You know, when you like support the troops, they're fighting for our freedom to choose our leaders. Okay? And we are one year in to the Joe Biden presidency. And honestly, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. And you might be sitting there saying, what are you talking about? You're crazy. This is terrible. I mean, we've had a bad year because we had a bad four years before that. We were not properly set up for success. And as a result of that, um, we've been playing catch up. But we still have had a successful year. Nonetheless, if you look at where we were and where we were expected to go, we've got, and again, if this, this music keeps, uh, if the background music keeps uh, skipping out on me, it's really going to piss me off. Like, unemployment went from 6.3% to 3.9%, which is the fastest decline in a one-year span. Uh, this year, 6.4 million jobs were added. And the U.S. GDP uh, grows, uh, rose, grows, rose 5.5%, double the average growth since 1976. So, like, I mean, those are numbers that indicate that the economy is strong, even though people are dying from freaking COVID. I also saw a chart that had us, America, as the second least vaccinated country besides Russia. And let's hope I took a screenshot of that poll. I did not. I shared it on my social media. Follow me on Instagram, at Dies in Your House, because, you know, you can get an in-moment look at what's going on. Sometimes I spaz off a little bit. Um, your votes are important. You want to know why? Because, for instance, Senate majority, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from... What's that fucking state? Kentucky? So, like, he's in charge of all, like, the senators and the, and the, and the Republicans, and they got 50 of them. Because that's how... That's how even it is. We got 50 and 50. Yesterday, he said that, you know, voting down the voting rights bill that they, that they brought to the floor, you know, that would be... That would create a system of free and fair elections throughout the country. Like, it wouldn't be like New York can do it like this and Michigan can do it like that. That's stupid. In, like, a federal election. Now, you want to do your municipal elections like that? Your city elections like that? You do what you want to do. But as far as state-run elections and Congress... As far as Congress and as far as the Senate and as far as, like, uh, presidential elections, like, we can't have different rules in different states. That's stupid. And besides that, we need a way to make sure that voters don't get disenfranchised. For instance, they don't get gerrymandered. Like, there are a lot of Republican, there are a lot of Republican states with Republican-run state houses that are redrawing the voting lines. And I know that if you have a brain, you're listening to this and you're saying, Jay, tell me something I don't know. Well, I don't know if you heard Mitch McConnell's quote yesterday, but they said, hey, you're using this to disenfranchise black, um, um, African-Americans from voting. And he said, that's not true. He said, 
African American vo- African Americans vote just as much as Americans. Let's go that again. Actually, I'll play it for you. Let's play the soundbite. People think I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I mean, I am crazy, but not because of this. All right, cut music. That was not a good cut on the music. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for you. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. One more time. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. So, black people aren't Americans, according to Mitch McConnell. What say you now? Are the two parties the same? Now, I get that we have, like, people have problems with the two-party system. I hear you. Can we fix the country first? Like, I'm not going to sit here living in a cardboard box and say I need solar power before I say I need a house. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a house first. And then we can get all, you know what I'm saying? It's just insane to me. And besides the inept presidency that, we had for four years besides the complete criminality besides all that there's the part of democracy where there's free and fair elections these people storm the capital not cool not anything anybody who is a liberal or a progressive person has done ever it's not a thing so like when a vote happened Dude, Trump went out there and said, go march over there. And they went over there and they ended up beating on police, smashing buildings, smashing windows, invading the Capitol, threatening the lives of Congress people, threatening the lives of the Vice President of the United States, texting, there was texts from the Fox News hosts to the pre- to the White House saying going over strategy again that's not how this works so you have a television station that has new that has anchors well they're not they're not news anchors they're not journalists they're um opinion their shows are our opinions opinion they're not uh they don't pass them off as news they pass them off as opinion so You have people on Fox News who drive a narrative at 8 p.m., at 9 p.m., at 10 p.m., who drive a narrative against, you know, anything that's left-leaning, while also at the same time feeding that narrative to the White House so they can be in line with one another. That's not how this works. Look up the Fairness Doctrine. I don't want to have to do a whole episode on the Fairness Doctrine. I will, but I don't want to have to do that. I don't think I have to. 
There used to be a rule, a law, that news companies, that the news had to give equal time and had to be fair. They weren't allowed to be biased towards anybody. Like, I think, like, reporters had to, like, keep a secret who they voted for and stuff like that. The parties are different. One party wants to see the country burn. One party wants to help everybody. And if their party doesn't win, yeah, they suck. I mean, it sucks, but, like, they also still want to see the country thrive. Republicans don't care. They want to burn the whole thing to the ground. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. Like, it's one thing to block a bill for having a reason to block the bill. But they're just blocking it for the sake of blocking stuff. You couldn't tell me not one Republican could get on for voting rights? I mean, we needed 10 of them, right? And I could accept that a lot of, that most of the Republican Party in the Senate and in the House, I could accept that they're Nazis. I could. I really could do that. Like, as weird as that's for me to say, I could accept that they're Nazis. But the idea that you couldn't peel off Mitt Romney and, and um, Lisa Murkowski? idea that you couldn't pull off normal Republicans? Make Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema look really bad? And by the way, they it's a cop-out what they did. Because they voted for the, the voting rights bill. Because, oh, we would never vote against voting rights. But they were trying to change the rule in the Senate where you don't need 60 votes, you need 50 votes. And... The minority party, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, have usually, well, when when a party, for instance, you need 60 votes in the Senate to, to pass most things. But what you don't need 60 votes for is to name a Supreme Court justice. You don't need 60 votes because when Republicans had power, they changed the rules from 60 to 50. You don't need 60 votes to for any judicial nominees across all the courts, like these lifetime appointments to, to circuit courts. You only need 50 because Republicans change the rules. Remember the tax cuts? Republican tax cuts that big corporations got fat off in 2018, 2019? Right before COVID, by the way. Um, yeah, 50 votes. Didn't need 60. Healthcare? When they were trying to strike down Obamacare? The Affordable Care Act? When they were trying to kill that? 50. And they couldn't even wrangle that together. Because John McCain pulled up. John McCain pulled up thumbs down. Still an amazing moment in political history that was. when When that went down. So, I just want to touch on this really fast. Staten Island, I hate you. No, but seriously, I, I really do hate you. See a lot of my Instagram story like, Oh man, the government's not doing anything for us. They're too focused on what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Like, anybody cares about that. You should care about that. I don't know why anyone would make such an asinine comment. Those are comments made by people living in a bubble. 
And that bubble is Staten Island. I mentioned this last week. I'll mention it again. This will be my new theme here. Well, not my new theme, but like... People grow up on Staten Island. People who are born on Staten Island. They grow up here. They go to school here. They meet their significant other here. They get jobs here. And they plan on staying here. They're like, oh, when I have kids, they're going to go to this school. And they're going to go to, you know, this preschool. And we're going to live in this area because it's a nice area. And blah, blah, blah. Like, they have no... It's not that... Okay, it's cool to like a place. But, like, when you're born on Staten Island and you grow up in this racist cauldron of hate and fear-mongering, what you do is you create a mind of somebody who is never going to leave. They don't see anything else. Going to Manhattan is like a, a once-every-six-month thing. It's got to be a big deal to go to Manhattan and hope someone's driving, even though you can't park in Manhattan. Like, people from Staten Island are the same people that look at you sideways when you take, like, a train. Take public transportation, you don't got a car? No, I live in New York. I can get around, and I do get around very nicely. But, like, it's this whole idea that it, it's inward thinking. It's, I only care about me. And, listen, self-care and if you don't love yourself, how can you love anyone else? I'm on board with all that. That's one thing compared to what takes place on Staten Island, where nothing, where you're a person living here does not care about anything else. Any other person only care about how it affects them. Oh, gas is up 10 cents? Damn. Damn Democrats. Meanwhile, like, come on, man. It's a different way of thinking. I don't want to say, hey, everybody who's born and raised on Staten Island is stupid. <coughs> As I choke on my coffee. I don't want to say, like, everybody born and raised on Staten Island is stupid, but... It appears... One might get... One might get the impression... That everybody born and raised on Staten Island is stupid. Based on the thoughts and feelings they share on their social media. And in real life. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. For anyone to say the January 6th... Who cares about January 6th? You don't care about America. That's your capital. Like, if you want the government to start doing shit for you, you should give a shit about the government. You know, if you don't care about that building, then how do you expect the people in that building to respect you? The people that work in that building. You want them to pass bills and litigation to help your life. But also, at the same time, you don't care that their, that their workplace was desecrated. Like, I don't care where you work. You can work at an old Navy... You can work at a Target. If they January 6th your place, bust in, destroy shit. I don't care how insured things are. That's going to feel it's going to make you feel some type of way as it should. Because it's yours. 
just insane to me that we live in a country that still doesn't get they'd rather make Joe Biden stutter jokes. You people are fucking disgusting. Oh man. They're taking advantage of him. Everything Joe Biden plans on passing is something that Joe Biden wants to pass. There's no puppet master. That's not a thing. Just stop. Joe Biden's first year It's been fucking awesome And people should appreciate That we don't have A Crime syndicate Occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue anymore We should be happy That we got Nazi sympathizers We should be out of the White House We should be happy That we got a troll That was placed there By a hostile power out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The second you start appreciating that, I guarantee you, you're going to feel a waft of appreciation from your government. If you know anyone that didn't get vaccinated yet, can you do me a favor and slap them? And after you do that, can you say, hey, listen, seriously, we're trying to move on from this and you're not helping. You're literally standing in the way. What are we going to do? Go to people's houses, tie them down and give them the vaccine? We can't do that. We've done everything we could. We're trying to get back to normal here. Get the shot. Stop being stupid. And stop listening to fucking Joe Rogan, you idiots. Jay Parks dies in your house exclusively wherever you thought you were hiding from me on social media.